Hi, everyone. It's me. It's your host, Harlan Williams. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. Oh, God. Yeah, that's right. I, today's podcast is a little weird. I didn't get much sleep. So I start I start the podcast off slow, but I feel like I feel like as I as I go along, I bring it up. I bring it up, okay? Um, we started off with me complaining about not getting any sleep, but then uh, you know to kind of get put some pepper to get the the show into gear, we take a a voice message call from my aunt Ruthie, who's always getting into trouble. I think she ended up at a seafood buffet with her husband, my uncle Harry. So we'll play that message for you. Then we're going to talk about a prediction I made involving the stock market. Interesting stuff. Could it be that yours truly was right? Or could it be I was completely wrong? Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And then also towards the end of the show, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take the, the lid off of a new project I'm working on. Something very, very exciting. Uh, this is my first real announcement of this uh, said project. I've been keeping it under wraps. We've been working really, really hard on it. And uh, it's just about ready to cook. And I'm going to give a release date for this new mystery thing. So stick around to the end of the show for that announcement. So we'll have some laughs and we'll just get it on the way we always do at the Harland Highway. Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harlan Highway. No! No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh, yes, you did. Chicka, chicka, chow, chicka, chicka, chow, man, baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean and ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harland Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Hello, everybody. How are you? You ever have one of those nights where you just don't sleep long enough? They say you're supposed to get eight hours of sleep and you you wake up after four and you can't get back to sleep and your brain just feels like you're Stuck in neutral, or maybe even reverse, and you feel like you're still walking in a dream. You got this weird haze going on. Your eyes are open and you're moving around, but you're you're still kind of in that fog, that kind of lost. Unable to wake up. Zombie-like. Just... You know what I mean? God, that's where I am right now. I gotta wake up, man. Holy jumping, I hate that. Like, four hours sleep. And it's just like... Drives me nuts. Because it's like... It's kind of like that weird, like, you're walking in a daydream. 
alternate reality. Right? You're just like... I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna shake it off. I got I got a podcast to do, man. I gotta, I gotta get my acting gear. Let's see if I can think of something to wake me up. God, that didn't help. That didn't help at all. You know what, Roger? Let let's let's. Can we do something? Do we have do we have any voicemails? Do we have like give me time to go get a coke and wake up? What? We have a voicemail from Aunt Ruthie. Good. Put it on. Normally, I don't like to play your voicemails because she's nuts. Put it on and let me get out of this fog, all right? Here's Aunt Ruthie. Hello. Hello, Holland. It's your Aunt Ruthie calling, Angel. How are you? Oh, my God. Where are you? Oh, my God. Hello, I just, well, I, I guess you're in Hollywood. I'm, I'm on, I guess I'm on your answering machine again, little angel. Oh, my God, you're so cute down in Hollywood. Are you making your movies and your televisions and whatnot? Well, I just wanted to call because it was uh, your Uncle Harry's birthday yesterday. And, uh, you know, he'd never, he'd never had a lobster in his whole life. And, you know, he said, look, uh... Ruthie, I don't know how much longer I have till, uh, you know, the big, uh, you know, pineapple in the sky comes and gets me. And so before I, uh, you know, dump a loaf on the floor for the last time, I want to, uh, you know, go out for a lobster dinner somewhere. So, you know, I, of course, I took him to the Red Lobster down by the boardwalk. You know, we remember the little angel when we used to take it down to the boardwalk. Oh, you were so cute. I'll never forget one time there was a little poodle there and you started playing with it and it bit you on the leg and you were crying and your Aunt Ruthie had to snuggle you in her arms. Oh, you poor little angel. Your poor Uncle Harry put his umbrella right through the poodle's ribcage to teach it a lesson and then he... Of course, you started crying even more because there was a poodle running around on the boardwalk with a umbrella speared through its side and then of course eventually its lung collapsed and it laid twitching at your feet its little beady eyes rolling back in its head but it, it, whatever I'm off course so we went to the red lobster a little angel and your poor uncle Harry he you know he's never been much of a seafood eater he really doesn't know how to handle the seafood and of course, you know, the first course, the uh, waiter brought some scallops, and your Uncle Harry thought they were earplugs, for God's sakes. And so, picture your Uncle Harry stuffing those round scallops into his hairy ear holes. It was disgusting. It looked like a, looked like a sea urchin trying to swallow a marshmallow or something. I mean, I just about threw up into my clam chowder, Angel. I mean... The squishing noises, and then, you know, of course, Uncle Harry couldn't hear very well, and, of course, our waiter brought out our next daughter some oysters, and, of course, uh, you know, as a joke, he told the Harry, he said, well, this will certainly put you in the mood for some lovemaking, sir, this will get your, you know, your libido going, and when you finish this plate, you'll want us to make love to your little lady here, you know, he was just being nice. 
and I guess, you know, your Uncle Harry had the scallops in his ears, for God's sakes, and he, all he heard was making love, and, you know, the oysters will help you with your you-know-what, and so Uncle Harry, for Christ's sake, I was so embarrassed. All the other people at the restaurant at the Red Lobster looked over, and, you know, it's a fancy place. I mean, it's, you know, you got to be doing well if you're eating at the Red Lobster, little angel. Well, Harry took the oysters under the front of his pants and slid the whole tray right down into his, the front of his underpants. I mean, he had oysters on the half shell right, right there up against his, you know, ancient Chinese secret, if you know what I mean, Angel. And, of course, one of them slammed shut. Your Uncle Harry starts screaming, but he doesn't know how loud he's screaming, of course, because he's got the goddamn scallops in his ears. And the whole restaurant, you know, looking around, wondering what's his old fart doing, screaming his head off. You know, finally... Harry just, you know, reaches down into his underpants and grabs the, you know, the oyster on the half shell and just a real spectacle. So finally they bring the lobster out and, you know, Harry's very impatient little angel. I'm sure you remember he could get cranky sometimes and he tried cracking the lobster tail and the claws for about, you know, maybe about four or five minutes. And, you know, you, back in the Navy, your Uncle Harry used to be a boxer, you know. He used to like to punch it out with the boys on the on the bow of the battleship. And, well, Harry just lost it. He had no patience for this lobster. He just started punching it, punching it in the face until the shell cracked, Angel. And there was lobster juice flying everywhere, and people are screaming, and Uncle Harry's got, you know, oyster on the half-shell sauce on the groin of his, you know, his pants. He looks like, uh, you know, he just wet himself watching The Exorcist upside down or something. And uh, here he is punching this poor little beady-eyed lobster right in the face. And, of course, you know, a claw flew off his plate and went through the air and hit a little boy in the eye. Both the claws went in this little boy's eyes, and he's rolling around on the floor. And it's just, I mean, the red lobster's just a debacle, little angel. I mean, I, anyway, so the reason I brought it up is because Uncle Harry, you know, wanted to know that he got your birthday card, and he wanted to say thank you, and I just thought I'd share with you. I hope you're doing good, Angel. I, mm, we miss you so much, and I hope next time you're able to come and join Harry and I at our elegant dinner at the Red Lobster. You're such a little sweet pea. We really miss you. I'm hoping I can get Harry's pants steamed cleaned. I mean, uh, you know, after we had his trousers home for a couple of days, it smelled like a, you know, smelled like an outhouse at a Koa campground or something. I mean, good Lord, the, the rotten smell of seafood and oysters coming right out of his zipper in the front of his pants. It was like, you know, it's like Linda Blair from The Exorcist threw up a pea soup all over on your Uncle Harry's, uh, you know, groin area. And then uh, just to rub it in, a, you know, a pelican flew by and dropped a seafood shower shit all over the guy's trousers. I mean, it was just a nightmare, little angel. But anyhow, I'm sure you're busy. Your Aunt Ruthie loves you. We're so happy you're in our lives, even though we never see you. I hope you're good in your Hollywood's angel. Your Uncle Harry and your Aunt Ruthie love you so much. Oh, you're such a sweet pea. You're such a little fat face. 
Goodbye, Angel. Goodbye. Everything loves you. Goodbye. Stop it. Stop it. You're busting my heart. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Heavens to Murgatroyd, even. Oh, boy. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears to something. Poor Uncle Harry. Just it doesn't have a clue about much. What a mess. Anyhow, uh, switching gears here, Lurtles and Flirtle Blurgens, uh, to a more serious story. One of the uh, the pavement pounders sent me a uh, an email at harlowwilliams.com, and um, it was in reference to a story I did, uh, I guess, about a month ago, where uh, I predicted that Twitter as a stock would start to climb, would start to become more valuable because of the Trump factor, the fact that the most powerful man in the world is is now steadily using uh, Twitter on a daily basis to let the citizens of the world know what he's up to, what he thinks. Um, and uh, remember, this is the most powerful man in the world. So by logic, I was like, you know, there's people globally who are going to want to be in on this instant news from the most powerful man in the world. And so even though uh, the Twitter stock has been languishing and just kind of stuck in neutral for many years now, when it first popped onto the uh, IPO and, and, and entered into the uh, stock trading world, it was like the Wall Street darling. Everyone was freaking out about it. Everyone wanted a piece of it. It was it was up in like the, the mid-40s. And for the last little, you know, couple of years, it's been down at like 12 and 13 and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, uh, Twitter's ship might have just come in with Donald Trump. I think he might uh, re-infuse it with some energy, with some interest. And uh, and I predicted that because he was on it, many more people would jump on it. And when you have more people using a product, that creates more revenue stream. That creates more interest. That creates more of everything. It's like any business. Customers are good. And so uh, I just kind of used a common sense approach to make my prediction. And uh, check out this, uh, this following headline that one of the pavement pounders, Brian, sent me. Uh, the headline reads, Twitter analyst upgrade Stokes, President Trump bump, and potential merger. I'll read a bit of the story here. If you've followed Twitter as an investment for very long, chances are high you would agree that it has hurt more long-term investors than it has rewarded. Twitter may have received a second life after President Donald Trump has continued to use Twitter as his primary first efforts for public communications rather than old world media. And maybe it really is true that nothing lasts forever, even if that has been bad for longer than most investors would care to remember. Twitter just received an analyst upgrade on Wednesday, February 8th, uh, they raised Twitter's stock rating to buy to to buy from neutral. He also uh, assigned a $25 price target. Well, that's pretty high. I think that's where I came in. I think I said, I think when I did the story 
Twitter was sitting at, I think, 13 or 14. And I predicted I it would get up between like 25 and 40, I think. I'm not sure. You can go back and uh, listen to the original podcast I did. Uh, but it's it's nice to see that I was kind of ahead of the curve on this rationale. Um, and it says here, much of the rationale on these numbers, much of this upgrade is around the president's use of Twitter and the opportunity it brings. Well, how about that? Hmm? I like it. Let's see if I can read a little bit more uh, around here on this. Uh, the upgrade was based on the belief that Twitter's daily active user growth is accelerating. That was particularly the case in the United States, which is disappro- dis- uh, disproportionate impact on Twitter's revenue and profits. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. The evidence of growing user engagement is evident in a meaningful uptick in downloads of the Twitter application. A survey that shows an increase in daily usage. It is undeniable that Twitter has been thrust into the global zeitgeist following the U.S. presidential election. Experts believe the second half of 2017 revenues could exceed investor expectations with 2018 well above consensus. Well, how about that? They're kind of comparing uh, uh, President Trump's use of Twitter with President Franklin Roosevelt's fireside chats, radio broadcasts. I think I said something about that, too. Roosevelt used those fireside chats to communicate directly to the public, and his audience was an estimated 60 million Americans. It shows that Trump's Twitter followers notably accelerated after the election and have more than doubled in the past six months, now over 24 million. So I think it's safe to say that, you know, in another five, six months, maybe a year, do you think it's safe to say that that, uh, Donald Trump's uh, Twitter, Twitter followers will be over 50 million? I wouldn't be surprised if it if it just keeps going and going. Not only is President Trump actively using Twitter to communicate directly with the American people, his tweets are impacting consumers all around the world. But we believe this is clearly helping drive users of the Twitter platform. It is the ability for consumers to react in real time to these tweets that is driving engagement higher. Listening to FDR's fireside chats had no outlet for easy airing their views beyond one-to-one conversations or a letter to the editor of a newspaper, whereas Twitter creates a relatively frictionless way for people to share their views and create an ongoing dialogue with other consumers around the globe. It says, President Trump is giving people a reason to be actively engaged on an ongoing basis. President Trump is actually is not an anomaly as a politician using Twitter as direct broadcast mediums. What makes uh, use of Twitter, what makes Trump's use of Twitter different is the importance of the content he's putting on Twitter. Trump is paving the way for other public figures to be more forthcoming on Twitter and much more importantly as a place for consumers to look and react to those messages. Trump is giving consumers a reason to learn how to use Twitter. 
furthering the reason for public figures, etc., to put content on the platform. Twitter is, in effect, getting a second chance to attract and retain users. Well, you know what? I think that's kind of exactly what I said way before this article. So to me, it was just common sense. But it's nice to see the experts backing me up. Look at me puffing my chest out a little bit here. Now, again, I am not a stock market expert. I'm not telling you to go and buy Twitter stock. I'm just telling you what I've done, my thoughts. Uh, I bought Twitter stock when it first emerged and went public way back when. And uh, I bought it higher than it is now. But I always believed that... For some reason, I believed that Twitter would rebound and climb back up and, and you know, make its way. And who knew that uh, the outspoken uh, President Donald Trump might actually be the, the vehicle, whether you like him or not. Um, guess what? If you, if you do want to gamble on Twitter, if you do want to gamble on the stock going up the way I think it's going to, you may hate Trump. But Trump might put some dollars in your pocket. So how about that? Let, let's see how hypocritical all you uh, Trump haters are. What, what if I told you that if you bought uh, Twitter stock today, that it would be up by, uh, you know, a big jump at the end of the year? And it would be the direct result of Donald Trump. Would you, as a Trump hater jump on board or would you would you on principle go oh hell no I ain't, I I ain't taking no free money I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy Twitter I'll show Trump a thing or two I'll show Trump how smart I am by not taking f- free money I'll I'll show Trump how principled I am in this democratic capitalist society, I'll, I'll show him that the best way to not be capitalist and make money and feed my family and pay my rent is to not take money or whatever. I don't know how you have an argument. But again, I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know. The stock could go down. Trump could, Trump could easily say, you know what, I've had enough of Twitter and get off of it. He might not use it anymore. Who knows? But for now, to me, it makes sense that when you got a guy like that, who the whole world is watching, the whole world wants to listen to, I don't know. That's that's like watching racehorses go around the track, and you're like, that one is clearly the fastest. That one is clearly going to you know, net me some results. I'm going to bet on that one. I know I have. You don't have to. I'm not recommending you do. I'm just telling you what I what I've done. So we'll see. I, th- I think I gave it till the end of the year to see how high uh, Twitter will climb or how low. It could could be a big lemon for all I know. But I'm hanging on. I'm holding on to my stock until the end of the year, and we'll see where it sits. So thank you for sending in that story. And uh, as you know, with the volatile stock market, uh, things can change on a dime. But uh, you know what? Right now, I'm, uh, I'm going to stand by my story. And uh, I, I feel that uh, that stock is going to keep rising.
but what do I know? I'm just the guy that bought Google when it went public. I'm just the guy that bought Apple just before the first iPhone went out. I'm just the guy that bought Netflix when everyone ran away, when Netflix went from uh, hard uh, DVDs to digital and they lost almost half of their, uh, their members. And I just went, oh, well, guess what? Times are a-changing. And once all those people left, realized that everything now is digital and they can just click a button on their computer, they'll all come running back to Netflix because Netflix is the only one doing this. And they'll see that get putting DVDs in the mail is a pain in the ass. Guess who went in and bought a bunch of Netflix when that happened? Yep. I went in and bought Netflix at 83 and it went up to like over 800 or something. It went so high that the stock split. And then I bought it again. So, you know, you don't have to listen to me. By the way, I bought a few stocks that didn't do so well either. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to sit here and sound like a complete jackass. Um, but I did buy some good ones and I did have uh, some good uh, predictions on you know, I, I try to buy common sense stocks. I don't go for the pork bellies and the, the guy who invented an automatic uh, foot tickler and, uh, you know, the guy who, uh, who, who created a uh, different type of oil gun to grease the wheels of a bulldozer. It's like I go for the real predictable kind of ones that I think people need or want. So, uh, so there you go. For what it's worth, thank you for, for writing to me. If you want to write to me at harlemwilliams.com, uh, maybe I'll read your letter on the air. Um, Brian didn't really send me a letter. He just really sent me this, uh, this article, the link to this article. So thank you, Brian. And uh, I think Brian actually said he went out and bought some Twitter stock after my podcast a month ago. So, Brian, uh, I certainly hope it works out for you. I certainly hope it pays out for you. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, it's your call. All we do here is talk about it. Talk, 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 talk. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Oh, the sound of money. Music to the ears, right? <laughs> um, speaking of, of music to the ears, I want to uh, end the show with a cool little announcement here. Um, myself and my cousin will be releasing uh, our first big music EP. Um, that's right. Uh, me and my cousin, uh, Kevin Hearn, who's a member of the band The Bare Naked Ladies, um, and I, we are first cousins through our mother. For, for our whole lives, we've been making music together, singing songs. Every now and then I'll play one of our goofy songs for you here on the podcast. But um, we actually stepped into the studio and uh, we actually laid down like a serious um, album. The two of us got together and we, we hacked out like 10 songs, nine or 10 songs. And uh, we're really proud of it. We, we really worked hard on them. Uh, these, these songs are real. They're not like goofy. They're not comedic. They're not, it's like a real effort. Um, we got uh, real professional musicians. We got the bare naked ladies playing on some of them. We got uh, we got uh, some really cool guest people and guest producers are working on them. And uh, it's an album. It's called Rattlesnake Love. 
and uh, it's coming out. Uh, it's coming out uh, April. Let me see. I think I have the date here. What is the date that it's coming out? Where the hell is it? There it is. March. March 17th. March 17th, you will be able to uh, purchase our album Rattlesnake Love on iTunes. And uh, it's really, uh, we're really excited about it. It's a lot of eclectic songs. It's it's not like... uh, it's not like your standard, uh, you know, rock and roll album where where a band kind of sounds the same from start to finish. Our album is speckled with, we have love songs, we have techno songs, we have country songs, we have tearjerker songs, we have uh, like some kind of bizarre songs, we have some very uh, sorrowful songs. I mean, it's it's a whole mishmash. It's a whole collection of different songs. And uh, we really hope you guys uh, dig it. If you want to learn more about it, you can go to uh, the Cousins Band website, thecousinsband.com. And uh, you can check out our website. You can kind of peruse around. You can kind of see what we're up to. You can get uh, more updates, more knowledge about the project, about, uh, about the band, about myself, about Kevin, and, uh, and so on and so forth. And we're even going to hopefully in about a week have one of the sample songs up there that you can listen to for free, uh, the cover song, Rattlesnake Love, um, which is kind of a dark, moody, uh, cool song that, uh, you know, you be the judge. But anyways, I just wanted to put that out there, give you guys a heads up, and uh, I will certainly keep talking about it in the uh, lead-up to March 17th. Uh, in the meantime, like I said, check out the website, thecousinsband.com, and uh, hopefully uh, you guys will jump on the Cousins train and enjoy our music. So there you go. I'll leave it right there. We're excited about it. Rattlesnake love, baby. And in case you're wondering what rattlesnake love is, rattlesnake love is kind of that tumultuous love. You know, it's like when two lovers like love each other, but they hate each other. You know, it's that kind of toxic poison love relationship. You, you ever have sex or make love or date someone you don't even like anymore, but it, you're still like on an animalistic level, you're attracted to them. You've still got that primal sexual urge and you'll, you'll like, hate blank them or you'll you'll just you know you're just so deep into it that you can't break away even though you know you're bad for each other and you're dangerous for each other that's kind of the gist of rattlesnake love so there you go fun stuff uh meanwhile if you want to switch gears let's go to my uh comedy uh shows i'll be in spokane washington at the spokane comedy club Yes, this weekend, my first time doing uh, stand-up up in Spokane. That's going to be uh, February 16th to the 18th, Thursday through Saturday, February 16th to the 18th, the Spokane Comedy Club. Get your tickets, man. It is going to be awesome. And then uh, going into March, March 2nd to March 4th, I will be in Phoenix, Arizona at Stand Up Live. Great club as well. Uh, really looking forward to uh, to doing that. 
And then, uh, and then of course, as I said, uh, March 17th, we release Rattlesnake Love out to the world. If you want to get into April, April 2nd, I'll be in uh, Erie, Pennsylvania at the Comedy Club out there. Uh, you can go to my website and look at all these uh, dates, harlowwilliams.com. You can even buy your tickets right there uh, on the website, harlowwilliams.com. Just go to the stand-up comedy link. While you're there, check out our, our uh, store. We've got all kinds of great T-shirts and uh, music and artwork and all kinds of CDs, DVDs, all that stuff. Really cool stuff. Please check it out. Also, uh, get our free app. On your cell phone, just go to your app store, type in the Harland Highway podcast, boom, there it is. You get it twice a week, absolutely free. And if you want to become a premium member for $20 a year, you get all the backlogged episodes, starting from number one all the way up to like 850 It's a really good deal. That That is like hours upon hours upon hours of content. And then on top of getting all that content from time to time, I drop in special bonus stuff, live stand-up comedy shows, interviews, character stuff. So for 20 bucks a year, it's a pretty sweet deal. Hope you uh, get on board the premium member package. So that's it for today. I will keep you uh, updated. And I'm also going to keep you updated on my new TV show that's coming out in April as well. I'll tell you about that next time. It is really smoking, man. Um, it's looking really amazing. I can't wait to fill you guys in on my new TV show, which also pops in April. So there you go. Uh, that's it for today. Hope you had a great time, everybody. Thanks for being here. Tell your friends to get on the Harland Highway. We love you. We want your friends to be here and have fun. And until next time, chicken. Chow mein, baby. Uncle Harry stuffing those round scallops into his hairy ear holes. It was disgusting. It looked like a looked like a sea urchin trying to swallow a marshmallow or something. I mean, I just about threw up into my clam chowder, Angel. I mean.